Well, it is Tuesday night, Mission Peoria, and uh, it's nearly Wednesday morning, actually, but we, uh, we're going to have a great time tonight talking with uh, a friend of mine who's been on the Mission Peoria journey from the very early years. And uh, if you're listening to the first time, this is the Dream Center podcast, uh, doing a special edition this week, every day, uh, while it's Mission Peoria, and we're bringing different people in. Uh, we are sitting here late at night. We've got some milk and Ferrero Rocher <laughs> chocolates. It's the high life. <laughs> and uh, we have got um, youth pastor extraordinaire, John Vanny from Grace Presbyterian. It is great to have you with us, John. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem. Thank you for answering your text. I'm sure you're about to go to bed. Oh, you'll learn that I'll do anything for a Ferrero shake. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, um, for those of you that don't know, um, you know, the Dream Center and, and now has been going for 16 years or more. But uh, Mission Peoria actually started... Uh, through the youth group at Riverside, uh, their youth pastor wanted to do a, a missions trip type of uh, event. They had a lot of young people that at that time could not afford to go to youth camp. And so they decided to create their own thing. And uh, back then it was called Mission Peoria. And uh, about four or five years into that, we as a Dream Center took it on uh, to really broaden the horizons and to get other uh, churches involved and obviously with the dream center you know our mission is to impact families that are living in poverty starting with kids and youth and we know we can't do that on our own and so the way we do that is by partnering with churches and individuals and businesses to to impact the city and mission Peoria was one of those early programs where we knew we could really succeed if we could get um, youth groups involved. And back then in the day, uh, Grace Presbyterian was one of the first churches that partnered with us, took the chance <laughs> of, of being a part of this younger organization. And, um, and John, you've been with us uh, from those early days. And so mm -hmm. I thought tonight it'd be fun just to go back to some of those early days, perhaps, and just... Uh, <laughs> Just, sorry, someone's phone just went off. <laughs> uh, I'll be able to just find out what it was like hmm. back then compared to now. Oh, you know, wow. some of the differences yes. you may have seen. and Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so tell us about that. So that was 12 years ago. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, we were looking for an opportunity to serve in an inner city context. And uh, I was looking all over at different uh, places in Chicago, St. Louis, Indianapolis, and, and it was just kind of dawning on me, you know, Peoria needs Christ yeah. as well. Yeah. And so, by God's grace, we, we stumbled on a mission Peoria. I believe that was the first year you were opening it up to other churches. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was us and you and Northwoods. Yeah. And so that's one of the biggest differences, looking at now, how many churches do we have this year? This year, I do believe we have 11 churches. 11 churches. Yeah. So, just three churches in the beginning. We were probably one third or one quarter the size that we are now. Yeah. 
and at three sites. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was just amazing to look back then and see what a small crew. In fact, the sleeping room right now that the guys are in, that was our meeting room. If you remember, right. Yes. So we slept in there and then every day they told us, roll up your bags, put away your suitcases (laughs) because this is our meeting room. Wow. And I remember Andy King playing on the drums even for the worship set. Oh man, now we're talking. Yeah. And so it was, it was good. And, uh, we had about nine kids. So it was a first endeavor for us. It was unfamiliar ground, but those kids were uh, completely transformed by the week. So as as uh, new as it was to us, mm. as as much uh, different as it was, they loved it. And mm. and so I look back and I think some of the funny things that was the the meatless oh. uh, year. <laughs> yeah, for for those who don't know. Um, one of our former youth pastors, I won't name his name, <laughs> Brian Sanders. Um, but uh, he uh, he and Aaron, who were the youth pastors at the time, we put them in charge of the food that week. Yes. And uh, they decided to cut costs a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had no meat all week. So even the spaghetti sauce, there was no meat in it. No, no. We were uh, looking for it. It wasn't there. Yeah, no, no. There was nothing. It was salads every day or potatoes. That's right. Or, I think it was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> and cold mac and cheese yeah. uh, on that first night. And so yeah. I remember one of my students, The at the end, we all filled out a survey. And he said, I would gladly pay more money for more food and better food. <laughs> that was his one critique of the week. <laughs> Otherwise, he loved it. And uh, so, yeah, it was pretty amazing to see even the volunteers that we have now. Just thinking about tonight's dinner. Yeah. How many people are contributing? It's themed this year. Yeah. yeah. We had a Hawaiian luau. Then we had Christmas theme. Yeah. And just think the heart and the care that goes into it now yeah. is uh, completely blows me away. Yeah. If you weren't here tonight, we had a full... Uh, Christmas dinner, yes. uh, turkey, and if you didn't like turkey, you got beef and mashed potato, and it was you know Christmas in July type That's of right. thing. That's right. Um, now there's some of the differences that you've noticed. Um, what about some of the sites? What what was some of the things that you did back in the in the day when it came to like service projects and. Sure. And Metro Kids, which I, was it called Metro back then, or was it the Baselines? Baselines, yeah, right? Yeah, which we still didn't understand what that actually meant. Yeah, none of it us like did. A, <laughs> it was a baseball term. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I remember. So we had the three sites. We had Taft Homes, Morton Square, and then my my group was at Glen Oak Park. Okay. So we had opened Glen Oak, and I remember Amber was the leader. I can't remember her last name, mm. but she was the leader. But all three of our teams were painting the fence at Taft that year. Oh, yeah. So we all just did the one service project, and we painted the fence. And I can't remember if that year we painted the playground as well. Mm. But I, I just think remember. We did. Yeah. I think we did. It was uh, kind yeah, of an yeah. all-inclusive. And I yeah. just remember uh, we had to coach all the students on how to use oil-based paint. Yes. Because, of course, it gets everywhere oh, and yeah. hot and messy. So so that was an interesting experience to, uh, to jump on that year. And I think we didn't even have proper scrapers. We had had uh you know putty knives oh yeah with them plastic, <laughs> plastic putty yeah. knives to scrape a metal fence and kids are at using, 90 degrees that's right yeah, kids yeah. are using their name tags their name badges to scrape and the, yeah. getting those whittled down as well too oh, so man. so yeah those are some fun memories from yeah. that first one so so what are you i mean you know springing forward now 12 years you've done a lot of mission purias what, what have been some of the highlights for you over the years, maybe uh, 
maybe a night service, maybe something that happened in a service, maybe a um, a service project or a, a memorable thing that happened perhaps with um, someone you were ministering to at, at a Metro Kids. Sure. Uh, what sure. were some of the memorable things? Yeah, I I think a lot of them meld into each other yeah. as I think about uh, the look on people's faces to see, wow, you guys are giving up a week mm. to actually come here and pull weeds or yeah. paint or mulch and the, just kind of the disbelief on their face and always the question, why? Yeah. Why are you doing this? And it gives us an opportunity for the gospel to go forward. Yeah. And so we've worked with Christians. We work with some who are not believers, but that always stands out to me in yeah. different contexts, different venues. People are actually just astounded that someone would come, someone would come and give a week of their yeah. time to completely serve others selflessly. That's one of the questions that um, today uh, uh, we had the TV go to a couple of the sites and Mm -hmm. um, every time we do an interview with the TV or on the radio, one of the questions is always, you know, why are kids giving up their summer to Mm -hmm. do this? Mm -hmm. And I tell them, you know, it's because of what Jesus has done in their life. They want to share it. Today I talked about how we live in a pretty dark world, especially at the moment in Peoria. There's a lot of things that are going on, a lot of shootings going on, Mm -hmm. a lot of different interactions, and it's dark. Mm -hmm. And I said to them that, um, we we have this opportunity to be a light in a dark place. Yes. And uh, for some people, that's hard to try and comprehend. But yet, light will always outshine the darkness. That's and right. uh, what we do, whether it's pulling a weed or um, talking to a kid at a site or hearing their story and trying to be there, we're just trying to be light in a dark place. That's right. You know? That's right. And in fact, there's no reason to serve without Christ. Right. Uh, there would be no motivation, right? But yeah. because Christ is compassionate, especially for the marginalized, and yeah. the poor and the needy, yeah. how could we not be if we have Christ within us? Yeah. And so that's what I love to see click with students year after year, that they might come for one reason or another. Yeah. They might come for the right reasons, but yeah. to actually see it kind of wash over them that we're in the same city and yet we're serving in a completely different context. Yeah. And yet Christ is, is using us to bond the body of Christ first and foremost, but then share the light of Christ yeah. into dark places. Yeah. What, um, you know, one of the things that I love about Mission Pure, and you, you guys have really grabbed a hold of this over the years, mm-hmm. is, you know, with regular missions trips, and, and I'm for missions trips, you know, uh, even at our church, we do a lot of overseas missions trips, and you guys as well. Yeah. But what I love about Mission Pura over the years, and, and you guys have really uh, risen to the occasion on this, is most missions trips, you'll go somewhere and then you'll leave and you may not go back to that location again. It may That's be right. in Brazil or Mexico or Europe or something. Mm-hmm. And it may be hard for you to go back again. Yeah. Uh, but obviously with what we do here at the Dream Center is, uh, you know, we're... We're going twenty four seven. You know, every day of the year, every every minute of the day, mm-hmm. there's mission going on here, to where people can connect with us um, after Mission Puria. That's right. 
maybe a week later, two weeks later, a month later, but there is a way that you can carry on the mission of what happens at Mission Peoria. Mm -hmm. And you guys have done that with Metro Kids, Mm -hmm. our our kids' program, and this fall we're actually going to be, I don't know if you know this, but we're going to be launching a couple of new sites this year. Mm. Uh, We're partnering with a new church plant uh, on the near north side called Reachway. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have a gazebo already built, and it's right in the heart of the community. Um, And so we're going to be partnering with them. And so Mm -hmm. you guys have have got a hold of this, though. Uh, um, Why? Why why did you carry it on after a Mission Peoria to encourage your students to come back maybe once a month? That's right, yeah. And that actually was part of the goal in looking at somewhere in Peoria because we didn't want to just go to a city have a good feeling, and it'd be really an event. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We wanted it to actually be a way of life. Yeah. And uh, Grace, I don't know if we, if you knew this, we just celebrated 150 years yeah, anniversary. Yeah. And the cool thing about the histo- uh, history behind it is that it started by reaching little kids on the rail car. Really? They had a Sunday school class in a rail car right down on the south side of Peoria. Wow. Um, so it almost makes you think about D.L. Moody reaching yeah, those little yeah. orphan kids. And so just thinking even the history of reaching our own city for Christ, that it's a way of life. Yeah. And just as Jesus walked, it's a way of life. It's not, hey, we'll see you next year. Yeah. Or we'll see you in a few years. And so that's been a huge blessing. And if you remember that first year we came to Mission Peoria, it was the students that led the way in saying, John, we don't want to have this just be done. Yeah. We want to keep it going. And that was the initial group that said, let's keep Metro Kids going yeah. all year long, right? Yeah, and, and we did. And, you know, we've had a few changes here and there, a few new leaderships here and there. But like I said, this fall, we'll have two, maybe three sites that we'll be doing this mm-hmm. year. And mm-hmm. I know you guys will be involved uh, with that. Um, just last question, what are you... Uh, What's your expectation for this week? What, what are you yeah. feeling? You know, we're a day or two into it. Mm-hmm. What maybe some of the kids saying, or, or what, what do you feel? It may be a hair bit different than other years. Or? Yeah, I think um, because we bring different students, they're going to bring something different to the table. Yeah. And so we have actually a lot of first-timers this year, Good. which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And so actually seeing that we're in Peoria and yet they are learning about a new context that they really never knew. Yeah. It's almost like it's faded into the backdrop of the Peoria skyline. Yeah, yeah. But now they're here and they're actually understanding these are real people. These yeah. are real needs. And I think actually the poverty simulation that we're going to do, that a couple of our groups have already done. Yeah. My group's going to do it on Thursday. I think that might be kind of the new element where they say, wow, I'm actually putting myself in these people's place. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we're generalizing a little bit, but to say this is a hypothetical scenario. Yeah. But I think that's really going to make a difference because they don't understand the privilege that they've had growing up. They yeah. don't understand that their experience is actually not the norm. Right, right. And so I think it's just going to give them compassion for the needy. And yeah. that's actually going to be something that they can't forget about once they right. go back home. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, John, we want to thank you for everything you do here at the Dream Center. My pleasure. Uh, not just Mission Peoria, but there's so many other um, ways that you help. And even just for me as a friend, I, I appreciate it. Uh, Chick-fil-A lunches. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just want to thank you for your investment into the Dream Center and also into your students. You see the value of, of them 
coming to something like this and not just being uh, a camp where you could go or you know yeah that's right this this brings a, an element of mission and i appreciate that so, mm, so my thanks. pleasure thank you thank you well um if you want to stay connected uh to us at the dream center um please just go on to instagram and follow us at dc peoria Uh, Also on Twitter, you can do the same. Facebook, look us up at Dream Center Peoria. Or go online to dreamcenterpeoria.org. That has all the information about all the different ministries we've got going on. And you could connect with us and see how you could help us impact families living in poverty, starting with kids and youth. See you tomorrow.